today on the Tearsheet Podcast. If we're going to marry financial services to the consumer's daily journey, um, and there's a lot of literature that talks about the majority of Americans want to develop a, a healthier relationship between money and happiness. Mm-hmm. If we're if we're going to do that, we want as broad of exposure as possible. So leveraging our partnerships to be able to do that. Um, and so our mandate, my mandate, is to find these great partners that can reach millions of, of consumers um, and help and for us to help them seamlessly connect people to their money and doing it in a safe manner um, and, and, and helping create that great digital experience. Welcome to the Tearsheet Podcast. I'm Tearsheet Editor-in-Chief, Zach Miller. Today's guest on the program is Amit Parikh, Executive Vice President of Green Dot's Banking as a Service Division. In this role, Parikh leads the organization responsible for delivering technology and program management to Green Dot's Banking as a Service partners and building financial ecosystems for some of the world's most prominent consumer and technology companies like Apple, Uber, and QuickBooks. Parikh joins Green Dot from Apple, where he built partnerships and features and was most recently head of wallet services partnerships, a role in which he led a team responsible for transit, access, and new initiatives. And he served as chief operating officer at Apple Payments. Just four months into his new role, Amit joins us on the podcast to talk about banking as a service and where he plans to lead Green Dot in the future. Amit Parikh is my guest today on the Tearsheet Podcast. Uh, hi, uh, my name is Amit Parikh. I am the Executive Vice President of Banking as a Service um, or Banking Platform Services. Uh, as I think banking as a service is a pretty broad term. Um, I joined Green Dot four months ago. and. Essentially, I'm responsible for our partnerships, um, the product and the platform um, that we extend out to be able to provide um, our um, bank chartered services um, to partners. Great. I'm, I'm happy to have you here. I know it's taken us a few months to, to schedule it, Amit. Um, I think part of your part of the story of of Green Dot and Green Dot Banking as a Service, um, the way it stands today, is 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 also based on on your background. I'd love to go back and and maybe talk about the journey of how how you got to where you are today. Yeah, I would love to just start of of let me start with why Green Dot, and then sure. I'll go into um, the, my background. Um, so I've been at Green Dot for four months, and there was three reasons I joined. Um, the organization, the management, and then uh, uh, the personal aspect of it. So the first, the organization, um, you know, the mission, I, I really um, was drawn to it, which is seamlessly connecting people to their money. I've spent my career um, helping people get connected to their money. Um, and the focus on LMI, uh, uh, low to moderate income, um, or underserved, uh, was really interesting to me. Um, as I'll go into later, uh, as I'm a, my, my parents immigrated from India to the U.S. and the stories from my dad are, are interesting. Um, and then the assets, uh, the the bank, um, the partnerships, and the retail network, um, where the retail network reaches 90,000 locations. So everyone in the U.S. is within a five-minute drive from one of our um, retail network locations. And when I talk about the partnerships, you know, some of the world's largest and most mm-hmm. trusted brands from Apple, Walmart, Intuit, Uber, Amazon, trust us to deploy uh, seamless money management solutions for their customers. 
And so that was when I looked at the organization. And by the way, I, I, when I was at Apple, I worked with Green Dot. So I, so I knew um, a lot about the technology and the people and the opportunity. And then the second was the management team. So I was, um, I had the, I had the fortune to sit down with Dan Henry, the CEO of Green Dot, during the pandemic, uh, socially distanced uh, outside. Thanks um, for that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and we trust you. you know, his passion. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, double masked. Um, his passion for payments, um, his passion for the low to moderate income um, segment just came through when I was talking to him. And then when I saw the team he was putting together, uh, you know, for me, there, there's five main business units at Green Dot. Um, and the leaders that he was assembling that were all new from when he joined back in March of 2020 was just a super impressive roster of people. Um, they had all done it. Um, they've all done it before. And so I was super excited to, to, to join that group. Um, of people. And then personally, you know, that goes to, you know, from my starting at Discover to being at Apple to now at Green Dot, um, I've been working on this intersection of payments, access, and identity for the last 20 years. Um, and so I thought I could bring some relevant experience to the table. And then from a family standpoint, as I mentioned earlier, my dad immigrated here from India um, with $400 in his pocket. And, you know, he tells me stories of having to, uh, you know, only having access to cash and uh, living in an attic where he couldn't stand up um, because it was so tough to get into the financial system here and then waiting for his student loans to come through. It, it's, it's a long story. Um, but, you know, based upon this opportunity, I thought I could, I thought between the organization, the management team and the personal aspect of it, it was very, very compelling to myself. Wow, those are those are three very powerful and personal um, uh, reasons for for joining. And I, I appreciate you sharing those with us. Um, so can we t can we look a little bit backwards? It's interesting you have that Discover Apple move to Green Dot. And we talk about two very strong brands, and Green Dot, which is at least on the banking and service side, is is a platform empowering other brands. I'm I'm kind of curious, like if you can if if you think there's sort of a narrative that cuts through your background that that lands you here today? You know, it, it's always, um, when I was at Apple, we'd always say you can only connect the dots looking backwards. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I've, <laughs> I've spent some time uh, looking backwards. And <laughs> I, I think uh, when I was at Discover, I started in technology, which essentially technology powers uh, all of this. Uh, I started in technology, then I went into investor relations um, during the economic crisis. So understanding how truly a business works. And then after that, I, I went into payments. Um, and so when I was in payments, you know, I, I had the ability to, to work uh, on some deals internationally. So I was able to, uh, uh, and really was a deal in India. And India was building their own domestic network so they could expand the reach of electronic payments. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, because it was too expensive, uh, essentially, uh, for for uh, the masses, if you will, to use electronic payments. And so, when I look at back in my Discover days of being able to expand access to, to electronic payments um, and banking services, um, and at that time when I was at Discover, I'd moved out to the to California, 
And so I started managing our relationships with Square and at Apple and Google. Um, and I'm, I was also fortunate enough, we, we had, uh, my group was, was responsible for the investments that Discover was making. So we had invested in Marketa and in SecureKey. So mm-hmm. on the payment side and on the identity side. And so um, as, that, as that journey came to an end and when I joined Apple, well, Apple was starting out to say, hey, how do we, how do we create a great experience on device, uh, starting with payments? And so that's where I started. I, I managed the issuers for Apple Pay and also helped build Apple Cash. Um, and when we were building Apple Cash, it was, hey, how do we build this product so everyone can have access to, to an easy way to send and receive money? And so the thread of Discover to Apple is, hey, how do you expand access to everybody, not just for the high end or uh, the low end, but for for everybody. Um, and so coming to Green Dot, uh, being able to leverage that experience and to be able to work with these amazing partners that we have that span small and medium businesses, the gig economy, wealth and investing, and basic money movement, uh, like P2P, like Apple Cash, it, it was a great opportunity to take that thread um, and, and really focus on exceeding our partners' expectations. Because um, that is, you know, I, I have two main goals uh, for the team, which is let's make sure that we're hiring the right people and creating the right culture. And let's make sure that we're exceeding our partners' expectations. And um, if we can do those two macro things, I think we'll be very, very successful um, because it's very, very early in this banking as a service um, uh, game. So, so that sounds like two very simple frameworks, but very, very powerful. Um, so you're, you're four months in a new company in a new role. Um, before we jump into, I think, banking as a service, the industry itself, I'm just kind of curious um, what you think your mandate is. Uh, well, so at, at the end, our, our mandate um, is to make sure that we can provide, we can essentially marry financial services to the consumer's daily journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something I learned a lot about uh, at Apple, uh, thinking about the customer experience. Um, and, you know, from a green dot standpoint, we have a direct business, um, which we launched GoToBank in January. Mm-hmm. But we also have a large partner business. And so if we're going to marry financial services to the consumer's daily journey, um, and there's a lot of literature that talks about the majority of Americans want to develop a, a healthier relationship between money and happiness. Mm-hmm. If we're, if we're going to do that, we want as broad of exposure as possible. So leveraging our partnerships to be able to do that. Um, and so our mandate, my mandate, is to find these great partners that can reach millions of, of consumers um, and help and for us to help them seamlessly connect people to their money and doing it in a safe manner um, and, and, and helping create that great digital experience. Um, digging a little bit deeper into it, I talked about the right people in the culture. The other key areas that we're focused on is operational excellence. And so I've laid out five main areas 
that I believe are going to help us, not just this year, but over the long term, which is the first one, right people and culture. Second is operational excellence. Third is being developer friendly. Fourth is continue delivering new features and programs. And the fifth is sign and renew agreements. And so I laid that out to the team. Um, and that's what we are going to be focused on uh, over the long term. And if it's, if it's not uh, fitting into one of those five, we're going to have to take a really hard, hard look at it to see if we should be doing it. I got it. And I, I'm so, one of the things I'm so interested to talk to you about is given the fact that you wore a partner's hat um, and now that you're in this role, I, you know, there are a variety of different banking as a service platforms out there. And I think, you know, Green Dots stands out um, because it, because you have a charter, I guess, from your perspective, um, can you talk about, I guess, what, diff what, when you go to market and you talk to potential partners, um, how, how are you positioning uh, Green Dot and what makes you different than some of the other platforms out there? Yeah, it's a great question. And, you know, one of the things I've, I've learned uh, across my, my uh, journey here is that if we focus on what we can do right with our assets, um, that's the most important thing and we'll be successful because you, you can fall into looking at the competitor, what's, what are up with your competitors, mm -hmm. and then you become very competitor focused versus consumer focused and your partner focused. That makes sense. So um, that's, we focus on what, what we believe is going to drive the most value. Um, now, you, you know, now it's getting some, some more details. Um, one of our biggest advantages is our 20 years of experience, you know, starting as a prepaid company mm -hmm. and very early on doing enterprise deals. The first one was, was with Walmart. Um, and then we did a enterprise deal with Intuit and then with Uber and then with Apple. And so as just an example, and, and then we just launched um, in, the last, in the last year, Amazon Flex, Cabbage, um, and uh, Intuit QuickBooks. And so when we go out in the market, when we talk about um, the fact that we have, we have the charter, we have the platform, and we, and we actually have a deep, deep experience in working with large enterprise partnerships. Um, and uh, at, at the end of the day, if there's regulatory risk coming um, or new people who are getting banks, we have 10 years of experience and we have uh, having a bank. And we actually, back to the earlier comment management, we have deep expertise in the seats that are super critical to provide that safety and soundness. Um, at the end, we want to allow our partners to, for them to create more features faster and not worry about the, the banking side. And so we want to, we want to provide speed and agility to them um, and remove a lot of the, um, a lot of the regulatory or things that actually uh, can be done in the background. And that, that's where we're really good. Um, and so when we got in the market, it's really talking about, Hey, it's all in one shop. We provide the bank. We provide the platform, uh, we provide the expertise. Um, and so when you come to us, it, it is a one-stop shop. That's a, a very powerful pitch. And and one of the things that that impressed upon me early in our conversation was that you also said we're very early in 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 this sort of unfolding of of banking as a service. So so maybe you could talk to us about where you think we are 
now and like what what are the market dynamics what are the opportunities out there um why are we early in 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 this sort of evolution you, you know i was i was um in preparation i uh was looking at some of your other podcasts and uh the gentleman from bank of america made the comment of i can't wait no one says i can't wait to go banking today <laughs> i love that uh, yeah it's a great it's a great quote and and so if you think about the beauty of uber back uh, a few years ago they made payments just seamless and it just made it so easy. Um, and so I think that's a, a very simple way to think about um, where their future is going to, to go is how do you just make this frictionless? And so the reason why I think it's, it's still early is I look at three main trends. First is the war on cash, you know, getting rid of cash uh, and digitizing it. Second, and we're still early in that in that um, in that trend. Second is cloud computing. So the you know cloud computing, AWS, Azure, et cetera, has has made um, being able to develop products um, much faster and being able to scale them much easier. But what's interesting is cloud computing is only five percent of IT spent. So there's still a lot of innovation wow. that's going to happen in cloud computing. Um, and then e-com, you know, we all with, with the pandemic, uh, e-com grew, but, you know, I was, I was looking at, um, the president of Shopify made a comment and this essentially says the future of e-com is still in front of us. If this is a baseball game, we're still at the hotel. We haven't left for the stadium. And so I get super excited when I think about we're early in digitizing cash, cloud computing and the innovations are still very early and just something that's easy to, to, to process for, which is e-com, because everyone has essentially everyone's done an e-com transaction, that that future is still in front of us. So when you pull all these three things together and you think about the power of a mobile device, uh, the power of wearables, being a regulated entity that has our own platform, that has these 90,000 retail locations, we're able to, to have access to so many physical points of presence plus digital points of presence to reach consumers. Um, and you know, when I think about what we can do to help enable that, uh, I look backwards of the innovations we've done, being able to uh, the Walmart money card, uh, Apple Cash, you know, SMB accounts for uh, QuickBooks and Cabbage, being able to help um, in wealth and investing with, with Wealthfront and Stash. I look at that and say, hey, there's this convergence of payments, access, and identity that, you know, we're slowly but surely coming to that, uh, to that you know, uh, nexus. And that's where I think that when we look out five years um, or we look backwards five years from now, we're, we're going to say, wow, the, the embedded, the money movement that's embedded, you know, in our daily lives um, is, is we're going to be in awe of it. Um, kind of like, you know, I have a 14 year old and a five year old. And um, when if my if my fourteen year old realizes that you used to have to just type in your 
credit card numbers uh, into a random website, you know, I think she's just going to roll her eyes at me, um, mm. you know. And so when she's 19 years old, so five years from now, I think it's just going to be a very different world. And that's what's so exciting for me is that we have these world-class partners. And if we can continue to simplify in our own shop, um, which is an, every day you have to think about how do we simplify so that helps you scale um, and exceeding our partner's expectations, then we can grow with these partners um, and continue to add products and allow them to innovate in the user experience while we do what we do best, which is the regulated side of money movement and account opening. Got it. And as, as we get to the, you know, to the, to the end of our conversation today, I'm curious, you know, four months into your role, you're looking down the, the back half of 2021 now. Um, what are your, what are your goals in this role um, for your team, for yourself, uh, for the rest of the year? Rest of the year. Um, so we, we have a bunch of um, new launches that we did uh, in the last six months. And so one of those is getting those to um, kind of exit velocity. So, you know, we launched Amazon Flex, we launched Cabbage, we launched Intuit QuickBooks, we, la we launched Apple Family. And so those are, those are four really, really large um, initiatives. And some of them are, are doing, you know, you'll see TV advertising for some of these products. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of partner marketing going on. And so... When you launch something new, you're always working out the kinks and saying, oh, wait, we didn't, we didn't understand that or we, mm -hmm. you know, we shouldn't have done that. And so really, my, uh, for, the, for the next six months, um, for the end of the, end of the year, it's really this focus on our, our current features we've deployed and making sure that we are, we're preparing for these to really take off. Um, and and, and, you know, I brought in a bunch of new people on, on the team. And so, um, and that's been great because we've, we've really upgraded talent um, uh, within uh, with our, our department. And so for the end of this year, it's really focused on execution um, and continue to innovate on those features that we just, or on the programs we just launched with. Um, and, and then, you know, once we see that growth continuing to, to add more and more, but we need to be focused on, on the basics here on, on making sure we're doing the best that we can for these partners as, as we, and they have invested a lot in the, in these major launches. And so that's what I'm focused on for the next six months. That, that makes a lot of sense. How, how do you support them? So the, the, these four new clients that you're talking about or four new products that you're, you're talking about, what kind of support do they get from Green Dot? to, to, as they're gaining, as they're gaining that escape velocity that you're talking about. Yeah. So, so, you know, every, so one of the differences I believe from a great on standpoint is we're hiring um, seasoned people within my team to be essentially white glove services um, to these partners. And so um, if it's, Hey, we're looking at the data and saying, Hey, um, someone was trying to do a remote deposit capture and, uh, we need to uh, improve the, really increase the approval rates. So how do we dig into that and really figure that out? And you figure that out early, uh, that allows you to, to, you know, later on as you scale the product, makes it a lot, a lot easier. So for each of these 
for each of these partners, we are spending, um, we're spending daily, uh, at the least weekly time and saying, Hey, how do we improve this? Um, and so for all four of these, it's very different. And so what we've done is we've brought in very specific, um, you know, partnership managers and product folks who are dedicated to these, uh, to these partners. Um, and so that, you know, there's a long list of, of things that we're doing for each of them, but they're all very different. But at the end of the day, we're building them into our platform. And so when we build something for Amazon Flex, we can also leverage that for Uber as an example, because that's as the way we've segmented it, that's the gig. That, those are our gig partners. Um, and when we build something, you know, for SMB, we're able to, to then extend that to one of our other partners in SMB. And so that is what we're doing is it's, it's really getting into the details um, and working through the edge cases and any bugs that we've, that, that, that we've found um, post-launch. I mean, it's great talking to you today and uh, wanted to wish you the best of luck in, in, in taking this role forward. Thanks for joining us on Tearsheet Podcast. It was great.